This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jetson's there, Billy The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Rupi and Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. For Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Good evening and welcome to episode 128 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Uh, this week we get back on board the Carlos Coaster, which ducked and weaved all over the place like me trying to set up this Wirecast stream. Uh, we'll take a look back over a good win down at the Select Car Leasing Stadium, as well as say farewell to an old player. Uh, this week saw the sad passing of a rock icon, Meatloaf. It's all coming back to me now about the time 20 years ago, a young chap by the name of Matthew Shaw went on stars in their eyes as Meatloaf and won. Uh, for the next 15 years, if you Google my name, the first hit that would, o- would always come up would be Matt Shaw, number one Meatloaf impersonator in the UK. So I've always got Meatloaf to thank for that. And with me, if you Google Andy Kay, uh, the first thing that comes up is the regional operations manager of Gap Limited, which is interesting. If you Google Tom Bradshaw, and of course, the first thing that pops up is the Millwall striker. And if you Google Phil Senior, you get a Drake's League official and umpire as well as... <laughs> As well as, <laughs> as well as our goalkeeper Phil. So, uh, welcome to everybody watching online as well. Uh, how are we doing, guys? Good evening to you all. I'll just make sure these guys can hear us online first as well, because you never know what's going to happen. You can speak, guys. You know, say how are you? <laughs> this is where you talk, and you come in. How are you doing, Phil? Very good, Matt. How are you? Uh, yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, just uh, sending some messages out to the. Uh, people that are watching us we've got 18 people watching us online at youtube at the minute and um we're just going to make sure that people can hear us loud and clear over there uh because you know we don't go down without a hitch too many times do we phil on this uh, on this podcast so, no no tom, do you want to tell him that tom, tom did the him. intro oh, oh, here, he here he goes here he goes professionalism <laughs> professionalism all right yeah. Matt, you're terribly echoing, mate. Yeah, Matt, you're echoing a bit, I think. Am I echoing? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Let's see what they see online. Uh, yep, all fine online, so you co- you'll have to just uh, grin and bear it, I'm afraid. Uh, all right. Johnny, That's good. As long as it's Johnny Goggs and Tom say it's all, all working, so, you know, I, I don't care about you three. You can, you can, I'm going to echo all night for you. Uh, right, okay, so... Uh, first things first, uh, Magic Rock Brewing are the proud sponsors of Andy Takes That Chance. Uh, Magic Rock have some great uh, stuff that you can buy over at uh, shop.htfc.com. Uh, as well as that, if you fancy getting yourself a couple of brewskis over at Magic Rock, you can use our code of AHT, AHTCC10, TTC10, 
for 10% off. It's a bit of a mouthful, is that? I might get that changed just to make that easier. But if you use our code, you will get 10% off uh, all online orders. Um, so thank you to Magic Rock. Uh, and also a big hello to Down at the Mac user, Town Fan in Ohio. I've been asked if I could give a, a shout out to a fan of the podcast and someone who flies the Huddersfield Town flag uh, over in Stateside. So uh, keep up the good work there. Uh, right, guys. So it's been a while since uh, Phil and Tom, you've been on the, the main episode. Uh, Phil, I think people would be quite interested to know what have you made about the recent goings on at Huddersfield Town. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the owners, uh, a lot of talk, well, the owner, um, you know, Marcus Evans is linked. Um, apparently there's been a couple of parties in talk. It all seems very, uh, very, all systems go behind the scenes. We Obviously, we don't know a lot, but um, what have you made of uh, things and how they've been developing? Do you know what? There's, it's like you've just said there, there's so many things that's been said um, that until something firm happens, like it, there's no point even, for, for me anyway, there's no point even kind of guessing. Um, I think it's the right thing, obviously, that, that obviously Dean, it sounds like he's, he's looked after us very well. And, um, it, you know, Dean has Huddersfield Town's best interest at heart. So um, I just hope that whoever we bring in next um, is going to push us in the direction that we want to. I think we've got a, a fantastic start to this season. Things seem to be in place. If you read between the lines, and, and we, we, they're talking about kind of team morale, and, and it's never been as good. Lee Nichols, he's, he, he had an interview the other day, and he said it, it's the, the team spirit in the changing was just fantastic. So, I think we need to make the most of this now. I think we need to bring someone in who's. Um, I, I don't buy into this. They need loads of money. I don't. We've said it before. We've said it again. Uh, we need to stabilise the club. We need to make the clubs uh, make sure the club is a strong championship outfit year in year out. Uh, and whoever comes in for me, that that is the target. Um, anything else after that is a bonus. But for me, you know, like we've just been talking off air, and you look at clubs like my my lad plays at Barnsley. I guess so you've been talking off air. I've not I've not done a lot of talking off air, have I? Well, well, you know. <laughs> um, but you know, last year flying a clear mindset of how they wanted to play, et cetera, et cetera. Now look at them. You know, what an absolute mess. You know, the, the style of play, you know, a friend of mine today said it, the, the performance yesterday from Barnsley, um, professional football, as he says, was embarrassing. And he's an ex-footballer. He says it was absolutely embarrassing. We don't want to go kind of through with that. We want to stabilise. We want a good, solid club. That's what we, that's what we, I think that's what the fans want. Um, and I think whoever comes in, Fingers crossed, it's someone with a level head. Someone maybe will work closely with Dean. I, I have no idea how that might work, but um, and then obviously push push the club forward. It's um, no coincidence that a few people have left, and and everything seems to be a little bit rosier. So read between the lines. Fantastic. So we'll move on to the uh, move on to the game against Reading as well. So Tom, uh, you live uh, down way down south, don't you? Uh, way down there, uh, you made the game. Um, what did you make of the atmosphere? Because it from from looking at the pictures, there seemed to be barely anybody there from Reading. It it seemed to be about four thousand people max almost. Um, how was the atmosphere? How was the how was the ground? And that first half, um, some pretty bad defending really <laughs> wasn't there. But I think we'd probably gloss over some of that because it certainly added to an exciting uh, game of football. Oh yes, it was like it's one of those, isn't it? You especially that first half, it was a terrible game of football. But it it's better when it's a terrible game where both teams can't defend rather than it. Being one of those nil nils where no one can score, do you know what I mean? Um, as it just, I, I give a bit of credit to Reading fans because they've done what we've done and they've given them um, half of the away and now kind of. So there was actually a decent atmosphere in that part of the ground, but um, the whole that I was we were speaking to a few after and they're just they're they're really not happy with uh, everything that's going on. Um, the dodgy owners, one of them was saying these owners that they had before have had two clubs in the past and both those clubs don't exist anymore. I don't, I'm sure Reading won't get to that stage, hopefully, but um, it's bad times for them at the moment. Um, and they, they seem death, the ones that we were speaking to after the game seem pretty certain that they're going to go down this season. Um, but it, it was a, a crazy first 25 minutes. Um, Sorber, Sorber Thomas was awesome for me. He did. He created. He created. He seemed to be in, involved in all the goals, and he wound Reading fans up so much. Yeah, them rattled, so didn't he? Yeah, them yeah, rattled. It was yeah, so hilarious. Yeah, um, 
That's uh, of course that's that's Sober Thomas sponsored by AKLD. Obviously, you get to yeah. <laughs> make sure we get that in you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they were not happy with him, and and then Danny Ward did everything you want. He just took his chances. The the first two, like they just fell to him nice, and he finished them. And then the third goal, bloody hell, what a goal! It was right behind it, just did not hit it any better. Perfect. A thunder bastard is what uh, it was described as after the game. And I think that sums it up perfectly. Uh, really interesting. Well, interesting first half. Uh, one minute you're pulling your hair out. The next minute you're jumping up and down. It's, you know, a couple of months ago, me and Poz sat here and we said we were so bored of watching Huddersfield Town. And ever since then, they've, they've rammed that straight down mine and Poz's throats. And every game has been a bit of a thriller, really. And that was, that was no no different. Um of course, uh, for legal reasons, I was in Spain yesterday watching the game on iFollow. Um, so, you know, uh, but I have to say that the Reading commentary was over the last two seasons where we've we've been, you know, at home during lockdown. Uh, the Reading commentary team is the worst in the championship by a mile. They are really bad and they were haranguing Danny Drinkwater all game, you know, really, really slating him. Um, and one of them was really, uh, so while I'm saying this, be, be thankful for, Oggy and Matt Glennon, you know, because they're they're pretty pretty decent for us. Um, one of them was complaining vociferously, Phil, about a goal, uh, about Danny Ward's second goal, which was uh, where the goalkeeper came over the top of the defence, uh, got his body position wrong, and fell and smacked his head against the ball and dropped it. They they were claiming foul. The other one who was with him was like, "No, shut up." <laughs> but there's absolutely, you know, me and you paid up full members of the goalkeepers' union. It can the can bollocks. That wasn't a foul in a million years, was it? Has Phil muted himself? No, he's not showing us muted. Oh, oh, he's got the lurking that you got before the start of the session. Yeah, I wonder if he's doing this on purpose. <laughs> it was not a foul, though. No way. No, never, no never way. seen a foul. There were, there were plenty of fouling going on in, in the... They were sort of grappling with each other, was it? Yeah. Tom Lees was grabbing Tom hold Lees, of somebody yeah. and they was grabbing hold of him. And I think he's fallen slightly across... Pearson, but Pearson's got to be somewhere on the pitch, hasn't he? So you know, the lad didn't didn't commit a foul. Yes, he was there. Yes, he was possibly blocking him. But when he's gone on floor, he's sort of thrown it into his own forehead and it's bounced off hmm. straight to Danny Woodswick. There was another goalkeeper in, in the AFCOM wasn't there, that did a sort of similar oh. sort of thing on it and then went sort of flicked it backwards. So it wasn't quite as bad as that, but um yeah, no foul there. Never seen a foul one. Uh, yeah, so Phil, uh, we we think you're on mute somehow there, so uh, we didn't hear a word of what you were saying. Sorry, I am on there mute. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> All that it stick you were not, giving me, you were giving me loads of pelters before this. <laughs> I, honestly, people, while while the curtain was pulled on, Phil was giving me hammer for sorting out some audio issues, and there he is talking away with no well, no one can hear him. But uh, so, what were you saying, Phil? It wasn't a foul. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell you what though, that the um, the one in the Afcon, it were that was unlucky that you know because he's as he's died for that ball, his knees got stuck. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, the the pitch his was bad on it. Stuck in the turf, jolted him, and then I mean I'm sure they were rolling around, he was probably injured or something. But yeah, that was um, a bit of a nightmare, really, wasn't it? Yeah, then you know it's there's not a foul in a million years. I know Matty Pearson's no. stood there, isn't he? And, and Matty Pearson doesn't lean in or anything. You know, he's he's just there, and and you know he's occupied by the the Reading player. So there's there's no case really to argue then. And um, our defending was a little bit sketchy, wasn't it? <laughs> so first half we we switched to a back four, and we we really, the players we've got really suit a back three, don't they? You know they've they've got a really good balance. Matty Pearson. Um, has looked really good on the right side of a three. Tom Lee's in the middle, sort of is almost like the puppet master, isn't he? Controlling the other two either side, you know, fantastic communicator. Uh, but, you know, they, they played in a four and the fullbacks pushed quite up, didn't they? And Jonathan Hogg didn't really drop in. Usually what you get, Hoggy drops into the middle, doesn't he? And then you get, you know, that you kind of get that three in possession, but he wasn't doing that either. So they got really sort of badly exposed for, and I think it was just a tactical thing, really. They got badly exposed for, especially the first two Reading goals. The third one, there's a real sort of another communication issue where nobody picks up Morrison and it's a very sort of lucky goal really for Reading. Not that we can complain about lucky goals, can we? But, you know, that kind of typified that first half, really. The three all, it was just an absolute mad, you know, a madhouse really. But I think to be fair, you've got to give a lot of credit to Carlos Corbran again. 
for the way that we came out second half and we looked pretty solid. We, we really solidified. He made a couple of changes. Pippa and Toffolo dropped, or Piper, as the Reading commentators called him. Uh, they dropped, you know, a lot deeper. Uh, and uh, and they and we looked pretty good, you know. We came out and Danny Ward. I think we need to talk about Danny Ward by himself. I've got a couple of uh, stats on Danny Ward here, so I'm just going to mute you, Andy, uh, just because there's a bit of feedback coming through. Actually, no, I'm going to mute Phil because there's the feedbacks coming through. Phil, there we go. Uh, I'll unmute you, Phil, before we go on. Uh, but yes, yeah, so Danny Ward. So um, you know, there's a lot of town fans at the minute on social media. Uh, apologizing to Danny Ward at the minute saying, I thought it'd be a terrible signing. I've called him rubbish for the last 18 months. I'm sorry, Danny Ward. And it is funny, but it's really good to see at the same time that people aren't doubling down on their opinions, you know, going, ah, it's still crap. You know what I mean? Uh, people are actually going, do you know what? Fair play, Danny Ward. And it's it's good to see that. And I've got a lot of time for people who, you know, we all say things. I said town to finish 18th this season. I was talk- clearly talking nonsense. Uh, you know, so, you know, we all, we all say things and the opposite happens sometimes. And, I think it's good that people can say, do you know what? I got that one wrong and, and Danny Ward's actually turning out to be a really decent player. He's a, a Kirk Burton native, I think. Like, are you Phil? Are you there? Are you Kirk Eaton? It's a Kirk thing, isn't it? That you, you're over. Phil, sorry, you're muted. Yep, sorry. <laughs> yep. So Danny Ward's uh, from your neck of the woods as well. I think what what's really great about Danny Ward as well is that he's, he's working incredibly hard off of the ball. You know, his, his hold-up play is fantastic this year. You know, he, he spins in possession. He brings others into play. Uh, and he's he's a he's a, a really decent striker. And what I wanted to point out was that I'm going to take credit for Danny Ward in a way because when I started making that uh, Christmas video um, with uh, with Harry Toffolo, Danny Ward was on four goals for the season. Ever since they started that video, he's got six goals in six games, which which is really funny um, because that video was kind of it started off as a you know Danny Ward's really isolated. You know, we'll do a, a, a funny little sketch about him being isolated, and then halfway through starting this video. He started scoring goals. So I had to tweak the video as we went on and the video actually turned out far better than it probably would have done. So Danny Ward made my video really, I think is what I'm trying to say there. Um, but I thought it'd be quite interesting to have a look as well about our top scorers. You know, uh, Danny Ward's got 10 goals now. Nobody thought Danny would get, well, nobody thought he would get any more than sort of around this figure. And certainly not at this stage. Um, since we came back into the top two divisions in 2012, 19 is the highest anybody's scored in a season, which of course is Carl and Grant. Um, I think seven or eight of those were penalties and I have interesting conversations with uh, Dave Hartrick who thinks he should count penalties as as goals like that. And I kind of think, well, me and Andy Kay could walk up off the street and score a, pe- a professional penalty, whereas, well, maybe. Uh, but, you know, it's, I think there's a lot more stock in an open play goal, for example. Um, but, you know, only only Vaughan, James Vaughan, Naki Wells and Kachunga have, have scored more than Dan- what Danny Ward has this year. So I think that also just feeds into, you know, how well Danny Ward's done. And um, Phil, tell us about Danny Ward and the good things that he does, because I've talked enough there. I mean, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. And, and you are allowed to, I'm not saying being negative, but you are allowed to have an opinion on someone if they're not playing well. You know, that, that you're 100% right. If, if someone's not playing well, you can actually say, not quite playing well at the moment. How did he miss that? Blah, blah, blah. You're, you're allowed to do that. But the difference yeah, is this season is that he's... He's getting the support. He's getting balls into the box. How many tappings has is is, is he had? First time, bang into the back of the net. Timing his runs perfect. He's always worked ridiculously hard. He's, he's looking absolutely brilliant. And 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 because and, he is a good player, but no one's ever said he's not a good player. It's just not performing well last season. But now people are. I looked at one point um, yesterday, and there was about five players in the box from wide areas again. So we're pushing more people in. So we get. He's now getting these opportunities. And he's a local lad. He works hard. He gives 110% every single game. A bit like Fraser Campbell. 110%. So you can't, you can't fault that. And now he's adding with his goals. And that's exactly what you want. Um, I think he's been brilliant. Breath of fresh air. And the thing is, and, and I've said this before on the pod, if you striker, if you get your striker leaving from the front, pressing hard, working hard, sets the tempo. And then the rest of the team will follow. And like I say, the, the, the team we're all at the moment, that's what they're all doing. They're all pressing. They're all working hard. And it looks great. Chroma and, um, oh my God, Sauber, both wings, pushing on, staying high instead of dropping back and defending. You know, Reading, we conceded a few goals because we've gone a little bit more attacking. Changes it. Perfect. He's going to get those. He's going to get that assist. He's going he's to put the ball in the box with Danny Ward. He's going to score goals. Simple as that. I hope it continues. I hope he breaks 20. I really do. 
Um, and not not just to stick it in. Well, they had to stick it in people's faces, really, because we all said that he were he was struggling at the start of the season. It's it'd be nice to see him do it. Leading scorer of the league. <laughs> who, who, got, who's got the most goals in the league at the moment? Mitrovic has got about five goals a game, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> Mitrovic is flying. He's got like twenty odd, hasn't he? Um, yeah. he's, well, he's not, he might get injured. Might get injured. You never know. I think, I think he might have it nailed. Brent Burrett and Diaz has got quite a lot as well, hasn't he? And um, I think there's someone else is quite high up. Um, Andy, you you kind of nodded, didn't you, with um, giving credit to Carlos Colbran for the turnaround as well? Because I think everybody, me especially, um, I can mention it when Carlos gets it wrong. I try and mention it as well when he gets it right. Uh, I think in, in cases like that, I agree with what Phil's saying. You're allowed an opinion, but um, always try and balance it up. And I think Carlos, again for the last two months comes out with enormous credit, doesn't he? With, you know, nine unbeaten, uh, including the, the cup, um, huge test coming up against Stoke this Friday, which is going to be very interesting as well. That's going to be re- I think that's a real sort of, um, yardstick of where we are this year. Um, how, how do you rate the tweaks that he's made and, and, you know, his overall performance? I think he's still, he's still learning, isn't he? Uh, he's still a relatively young bloke. Um, he's making the odd mistake. I think he talked yesterday about, you know, he didn't, get the game plan right all the way through and particularly against um, who was it Swansea left it too late to bring uh, Jordan Rhodes on way too late and when we changed back to two up front much much better than we were before um, I've, you, I've never been 100% um, in team core brand but he's he's getting there like like before this run started I, I was going I was taking my lad to the games purely because he loved it in the south stand and he wanted to go and being you know the atmosphere that was around there and it was getting a little bit turgid, a little bit like what Swansea did to us second half, just pass it in like a U-shape around and we didn't take any risks. We all looked petrified to take a chance. And it now looks like he's gone, do you know what, at least try, do something, do it quickly, try not to, to get too caught up in um, your defensive duty. Yesterday, you know, people was right up front. Toff was right up front as well, by the looks of it. So I think he's he's getting better. Um, I, I don't know tactically what, what tweaks he's made. That's not what, what, I, what I'm, I'm, I know about football. It's, it's one of those things that I, I like the, like, like Phil was saying, I like the energy, the passion, the enthusiasm. People representing me wearing that blue and white shirt. You're, you're me on that pitch type of thing. And I want people to do that with with all their heart and all the passion that they can do that. And I think we've we've started to see that. I just felt they might be a little bit scared up until about 10, 12 games ago to be actually express themselves and go, you know what, we're going to, we're going to, we feel like we can take, we can t- try something because it looked like they were, it was just getting on them all the time from the touchline. If they got something wrong, he was straight in the face. And maybe that's, that's got, he's, he's dropped that criticism side of it a little bit. I don't know, but he seems to be getting better and better and better and, and more power to his elbow. Yeah, he's, Danny Ward's proving me wrong. Corbrand's proving proving me wrong. I still just want another six points, and then we can have mid-table mediocrity for the rest of the season. I still just want that fifty points. But you, you, you never know. Never know, yeah. Who knows what's going on? Exactly. I, I had a quick Google fill while while Andy was talking there. The last time I can see that a town player got. 20 goals in a second tier season was 98-99. And obviously we know who that was, don't we? Marcus Stewart. So so it's been quite a while since a a town player's got 20 goals at this level. Jordan Rhodes obviously got 40 in the year below, didn't he? In the the division below. But but moving on on swiftly as well... um, a fan, you know, a, a great win, Tom. What what was the, uh, you know, Danny Ward came over and celebrated in front of the fans. I think they all let him have a, a little walk to the fans, didn't they, and celebrate by himself. I saw him take the match ball off. You know, he stuck that up his jumper quite quickly as well. Um, what was what was it like in the away end when we won the game? I, I always go back to uh, the Wagner season, 16-17, and it was Rotherham away was the game where Tommy Smith scored right at the end. And that was the game where I was like, and Valentine's Valentine's night, you know, I'd sack the sack the wife off for uh, for my mate Tom, go to watch town, you know. She was she was obviously thrilled with that decision, and but you know, um, Tommy Smith scored, and that was the game where I thought, shit, we could do this. We could we could actually not only get in the playoffs, but we could get promoted this season. And is there is that belief coming in yet? You know, the away crowd is is, is it there? Or I've seen a few people try and make comparisons, and I don't really feel the, the comparison between the two seasons. No. It feels very different to me. But does the belief feel like it's there with the fans? 
Especially when you you're getting pulled back and losing, and then you know when yeah. the scores all over the place. How how were the fans and how was the reaction in the stands when you know we went one nil down and got pegged back and you know especially at the end as well. How what what was the feeling like? That twenty five minutes was hilarious. Like it was more funny than anything. The kind of to and fro between the the two fans was very funny because obviously it was like literally every five minutes back and forth. Um. I might get a few pelters from town fans here. I don't know, but I, I think we need to up it a level. Um, if I think, I don't think people are in that kind of camp of maybe believing we could do something yet. And there was a point in that game when when it was four three with about ten minutes to go, and we were just trying to get some stuff going just to maybe get behind the lads a bit more, and it just. Don't know the what it wasn't clicking, and I just think, I just think we can up it a bit as fans, um, especially when I think the players are trying their hardest to kind of reconnect with the fans because there was all that talk about maybe there was a bit of a disconnect, and they're coming over at the end, they're really getting involved. Lewis O'Brien giving his shirt to someone at the end as well, um, so I, I maybe town fans won't be happy with me saying that, but I think I think we can up it a bit and, and start making a bit more noise and. Yeah, start believing a bit more in this team, I think. Fair enough. I think what we should do now is have a look on YouTube and just have a look at what uh, the other other people are saying. So we've got 32 watching us at the moment. So thank you very much to uh, everybody that uh, has logged on uh, and wasted their Sunday night, if you like, listening to us ramble on about football. Uh, it's great to uh, great to see you there. Uh, right, okay. So uh, Tom says, we really missed Colwell. Uh, I'm just going to mute you a second, Phil. Uh, right, just bring that back. Uh, yep, so... Tom says, we really miss Colwell. Uh, Lees and Toffs just didn't work quite well on that side. Uh, Pete Swallow says, we looked good attacking yesterday. Defending was below par first half. Bez5678 says, we had 13 shots in the first 15 minutes. How mad is that, lol? That is actually quite mad because we, you know, there was a period, I think, at one point where we probably didn't have that across three games, never mind 15 minutes. So, uh, And I think a shout out as well to Daniel Sinani, who must have had about 75% of those shots at one point. He was really sort of, you know, fancying it, wasn't he? And he got... He got one goal. He was spreading play quite well from the right-hand side. And it was good to see Daniel Sinani back in the side because at one point during the week, we thought we might have lost him to injury for, uh, you know, for a little spell. So good to see him back in. Uh, Johnny Gogg says, uh, didn't make it easy, but excellent to score four away. Two up top for Reading. Uh, through us, plus uh, Lucas Zhao always has Town's number. He always does have Town's number. A good adjustment in the second half to see it out. And uh, Ward was outstanding. Uh, Terrier seven and two says, "I think we were lucky versus Reading. Any better team not scoring four. Also, I would sell Karoma to Bournemouth tomorrow if those stories are true. We'll cover that in a short while." Uh, Richard Crowther says, "No town player ever t- even touched their keeper. I think that's in reference to that goal." Uh, Johnny Gog says, "Also agree about Reading commentary dipping in- into other teams' commentary on I follow occasionally, and the standard is hilariously poor. Oggy and Glennon are a class apart." Uh, Andy Dworski says, "Pretty sure as, as I listen to Oggy commentary with Sky Sports footy on." Uh, the Benny Hill theme tune kicked in. Uh, crazy first 45 minutes. Uh, Phil Marston says, well said, Tom. I'm not sure if that means you, Tom Bradshaw, or the Tom in the chat, so <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, Richard Crowell says, the biggest thing in the last month is that after four seasons, we no longer think the game is lost if the opposition score first. I think that's a, a good point because uh, there's been a few occasions where, you know, I think we've had a few podcasts and we used to call it one and done. You know, uh, that was, I think, Neil's saying at one point, one and done. As soon as the opposition score, with that was it. You might as well pack up and go home. And it's de- we, that is definitely changing now, which is uh, which is great to see. Um, yeah, so you've got some pushback here, Tom from Terrier Seven and Two. It's it's okay saying town fans need <laughs> okay saying town fans need to up it and start to believe. Problem is there will be no ambition from the board to make us believe. In my opinion, uh, we'll cover that in a moment as well. Uh, and Phil Marson says, where do we need to strengthen? So we will move the topic on. Um, Okay, so I'm going to move it on now to to you, Phil, so I better unmute you as well. So uh, during the course of the week, uh, we were very sad to see that uh, Jamie Vincent uh, passed away. Jamie Vincent, uh, an, an excellent left-back for Huddersfield Town, uh, Jack, he signed under when Peter Jackson was here for around half a million pounds. Uh, and then once he settled into the side, especially under Steve Bruce, I think we saw uh, one of the best fullbacks uh, in the championship at that point. He was really outstanding, really good left foot. Uh, quality delivery from that left-hand side, you know, a smashing player. Uh, and and oddly enough, the last time I got a player on a shirt uh, was Jamie Vincent 
uh, in about the year 2000. Uh, I had number three, Vincent, and I think I've got that upstairs somewhere, so I'm going to try and dig that out at some point. But uh, yeah, so Jamie Vincent was a player I thought quite a lot of, uh, and I know you thought quite a lot of him, Phil, as well. Just tell us what, you know, you you've you've you you spent a bit of time around him. What was Jamie Vincent like as a as a person and a character? You just uh, just unmute yourself, Phil. Yeah, we, we were we were kind of crying out for a good quality left back, and I think he totally changed the way that that team performed. I think it was a great addition when when they signed him. And obviously, you don't know the background of a player before they come, um, how they're going to settle in, what type of character they are, and. Uh, my first kind of recollections of him when when I first met him was I was it was my first game uh, away game uh, on the bench on the bench as usual uh, on the bench um, and it was Watford away and, um, and 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 obviously I was only I was only fifteen I think and I, and I roomed with Delroy um, and we, we we stayed in the uh, Arsenal hotel so where Arsenal used to eat in the morning. They never slept there, but where they used to eat in the morning, um, we stayed. We actually stayed in there. So, never forget this one morning: Tony Adams, Martin Keown, Patrick Vieira, all came walking past us. Like, oh my god! But for me, it, that the I was more starstruck being with the players from Huddersfield because of me being a fan. Um, and I thought it was going to be a trip where I just sat in my room and and you know, Delroy maybe go out and see the rest of the lads, etc. But he took me out and we went for a game. <laughs> Went for a game of pool, and this was kind of the first time I had, to, uh, I had a chance to speak to, to Jamie, and he was an absolute fruitcake. He really was. And we had a game of pool, and I'm, and I'm not going to give you the full story of, of what went on, but it really opened my eyes up to uh, professional football and adult football. Um, and it was just a, it was a top character. Um, I got the message the other night from, from Delroy saying, telling me, obviously, the sad news, and um, it... it just recently over Christmas being in London with, with Craig Armstrong. So um, I didn't, obviously I didn't ask too much about, you know, what's happened and I still really don't know much what's happened because it's, it's, you know, it's private for them really. And I just think it's so sad. He's, he's, he's got a young family and, you know, he's only young, he's only a young age and you just can't believe it, can you? Do you know, it's, you know, to have a, you know, it kind of brings everything to light really, you know, people, you know, you're always talking about, oh, I'd love to be a professional footballer, but there's more to things in life than football and, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you know everyone's sad at Huddersfield Town to see it and, and every club that he's been to because I'm sure in every single changing room he would have been a massive character. Did, did we mark it yesterday? Did we wear black armbands or anything like that, Tom? I don't remember seeing them. Uh, I think Town should do something. You know, a, a young player, relative about 20 odd years ago, I think we should be. Hopefully they'll be doing something at the home game against um, get, get Stoke. But you know, I, I used to love watching him play like one double left foot, and just seemed like like what you were saying, like a, a really decent bloke. So yeah, it was t- I'm I, massive. I went, <gasps> you know, you just cannot believe that somebody that young and you know with his young family. I've seen some stuff on Twitter. You know, he's I think he was a his he, he was a granddad as well. I don't only relatively mm-hmm. young. He got he got um, a grandchild. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong on that one, but um, yeah, just. Uh, Horrible, horrible thing to happen. And it's really strange to think because I mean, his life could have gone a totally different way. Because where where Huddersfield were at at the time, if if we hadn't saw Marcus, it could have been a totally different story. Yeah. He was he was that good a player, you know. He could have been a, a you know Premier League left back for for many years because he did have that quality. You know, it was a, it was like the wonder of a left foot. He was a great player, but yeah, yeah really sad, isn't it? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, there wasn't anything, Andy, I don't think, on the... So hopefully they'll do something Friday night. I think. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So. 
all the best. Yeah, so all the best to Jamie Vincent's uh Jamie Vincent's family and you know it's a really sad loss and uh one that we all we all feel from having having watched him and you know and Phil from having known him as well. So uh all yeah. the best to uh, the Vincent family. Okay. So we'll move on now to um, other matters. So it's the last full week of the transfer window. Huddersfield Town have done not a lot incoming so far. Uh, there was a tweet by the big man, Neil Neil uh, Neil Wayne, just for anyone who doesn't know who Neil is, uh, who said, uh, <clears throat> you know, this was a you know a tweet they put out on on Saturday, and he says, now we will now find out find out what Dean's intentions are, because uh, with a couple of decent loan additions, we can really have a go for the top six now. Only a week left to add them. Uh, so, yeah. So I thought that was quite a pertinent uh, one to start with, really, because we are in the last full week of the transfer window. Uh, little bits that I heard were that town would, if town were going to be active, it would be late in the window. So we're now at that point. Uh, you know, Dean said, uh, I think via, I think Mark Devlin may have said that, said this, you know, there might be some crosswires, but I think the, uh, the phrase was uh, Dean mentioned to, uh, for Carlos, etc., to give him a problem, you know, to solve. Uh, it was a lot. It was. A, I might be paraphrasing, but it was along those lines. So, uh, so I'll throw this back to you guys. What problems to solve do you think we have? Uh, we've had a couple in over here already on YouTube. Uh, Richard Crowther does mention that all the players are commenting on the team spirit. I think you mentioned that before we we went live, didn't you, Phil? Um, they're all mentioning uh, need to be careful. We don't risk bringing anyone in who will spoil that just for the sake of buying someone. And I immediately start thinking, you know, I go back to the 90s where Tino Aspria went in at Newcastle, you know, when they were going for the league and it all kind of fell. It was great, wasn't it? But it all kind of seemed to fall, didn't it, around at that point as well. Uh, Jerry Hinnon. Uh, so hi, Jerry. Jerry, another authentic American Huddersfield town fan, uh, which is great to see. Uh, says, granting that home Sinani have been in good form, I think town could still use another player who can create through the middle. Uh, maybe say a proven attacker in a contract dispute at Swansea. I don't know who he's thinking about that. Uh, and um, Terrier72 says he's not sure a 30-year-old throwing his dummy out of his pram is the type of signing we need uh, again. So that player in that they're talking about is Jamie Patterson. Uh, Jamie Patterson is a player that we've been linked with recently. Um, apparently, we've also got a goalkeeper on trial. Jamal Blackman, uh, I've seen somewhere, has joined us on trial. Um, not a player I think is great, to be honest, but you know, in terms of backup, if Ryan Schofield's injured, wouldn't be a terrible, terrible idea. Um I'll throw right. I'm going to throw this back to uh, to Tom. Uh, just mute Phil for a second because the feedback. Uh, but Tom, what are you thinking in terms of what town need? I I look at last week where Swansea. We I thought against Swansea we really needed someone, and in a, num- a number of games really where you know in the middle of the park Huddersfield are, are quite sloppy in possession, um, especially when we're under pressure. You know, uh, Hoggy. Um, Jonathan Hogg, uh, I'm trying to think who was playing against Swansea. There was Hogg, Turton, Sauber, uh, Lewis, Lewis O'Brien, Josh Caroma, etc. And, and they could all be a little bit um, attacking in terms of their intent, which can often mean that, you know, they're, they're trying things and they can be a bit looser. And I think maybe it just needs, for me, somebody who can get on the ball, you know, a la Cara Lighting, a la Aaron Moy, uh, who can just, uh, just take the sting out of a game sometimes and just take the ball away from the opposition and set us up again. I think that's potentially what we lack. Uh, in terms of who, I'm not entirely sure, but um, give us your thoughts, Tom, on what you think Huddersfield could or should be looking for in this last week. Well, I agree with you there, Matt, with that kind of player, but I, I personally can't think of anyone who you'd be getting... Aramoy. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyone that we're getting that we could afford or that um, that maybe is even available at the moment. It's, really, it's difficult, isn't it? Because with all the COVID and uh, restrict the, the COVID problems and squads being small, apparently, it, are you going to be able to get loans from any any prem teams now? Um, and you, I mean, you've also got to think about the players that are out injured and could come back. So Pippa's been like a Pippa caused so many problems on Saturday. Like he was, it was so good to see him back, and he was like a new signing. Um, when Vallejo's back, he brings that kind of mm. calm, experienced head. I think you miss him sometimes. Um, but I, I don't. I, I honestly don't know. And I think that kind of, you don't want to bring it. I really think that was a good point about bringing someone in who could potentially ruin the, the bonding that this team has now got. 
because you can tell it's there. It, it, is, it looks really good in there at the moment. Um, but ideally, yeah, if you get Moy back, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> hey, what about you, Andy? Are you, you know, I think I, I don't think Aaron Moy is coming back because obviously he's in China on something like sixty grand a week, so the the, the loan fees to take him back would be astronomical. Um, but that for me and for Tom, that's something. Uh, what about you when you when you see what what you see out there? Um, there's obviously more more than just a, a central midfielder potentially. But I'd, I'd like because um, we're relying so much on Danny Ward. Um, if we take bring Fraser Campbell in or Jordan Rhodes in, they're, they're nowhere near the standard that that, that Danny's currently setting. So um, I know we've had his fingers burns with uh, with Meepo with the, the loan from the guy from West Ham who just wasn't up to it. Didn't didn't look interested when I saw him play at Barnsley. It was just like, just running around a little bit. I think we'd like, I'd like another striker. So we've got four to pick from. Um, and, and I'm just worried about, Danny's not got the greatest injury record in the world ever. So will, will this, because he works so hard, is, are we going to get the, the hamstring that goes or, or something along those lines? So I'd like something in there. Um, and, and then I look at the bench and you look, you look at it every week and think, Who's going to come on and have a big impact there? Is there anybody that we could we could bring on from the bench? And no disrespect to them, but Ruffles, Russell, Dolly Turton, people like that, great pros who, who are going to be getting players better than those guys to have an impact and, and, and in whichever area of the pitch that we need. Um, they, obviously, Dwayne Holmes coming back in is going to be, make a big difference and, and Colwell coming back on because he's just class above. But yeah, that 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 creative, whether it should be Patterson, there's a reason that we've not gone back for him up since he, you know the, the Wagner times. I think he was a bit hit and miss, and we need somebody who's going to be consistent for the last. What have we got? 18 games left, um, and we just need somebody who can make an impact in in those 18 games, be it from the bench or or in the the starting eleven. We just got to we've got to up the overall strength of the of the quality of the squad because you know looking at it if we do what we did i did a bit of research on this if we the games that we've played against the lads that we've got the teams that we've got left we're only if we replicate those results we're only going to end up with 68 points so we ain't going to get in the playoffs average is over the last seven years is 75 points so we've got to find another seven or eight points from somewhere and that for me is Increasing the quality across the, the squad in two or three places, and, and then if we get some, we get, might get a bit of luck because there was a, there was a fair bit of luck for me yesterday, you know, um, deflections and and Danny Ward trapping it with his bollocks and it just dropping at his feet and he slotted it in, you know, that's sometimes where football goes for you. But we just need an upgrade, and, and if it means that some lads that are in the team now drop onto the bench and those other ones drop down, so be it. As long as it's not sober, then not, that's that's fine by me. Anybody else but not sober. Uh, uh, Phil, uh, Phil, you, you you know you've seen a, a fair amount of town this year. Um, what about you? I, I think there's some good points here. Um, you know, central central midfielder who can get on the ball. Maybe another creative outlet that can play as a ten or wide. You know, like Sinani. Because when we thought Sinani was injured, you're kind of thinking, well, there's no one else that does that role either. And obviously, Jordan Rhodes is a, a really good fox in the box type. But if Danny Ward gets injured then he can't, you know, we've seen it when Jordan came on against Nottingham Forest for an hour. He can't press from the front like Danny Ward can. He doesn't do the same thing. You know, he doesn't do that same role. Whereas Jordan's the one that you want 20 minutes to go. You need a goal, throw Jordan on, you know, and, you know, put the ball in the box and he's perfect. Um, so we've identified three, you know, big, big job already for Mr. Bromby and Mr. Hoyle, et cetera, for, you know, with, with our demands, if you like. Uh, anything else that you can think to add to that or agree with in there? I 100% agree with Andy's comment in terms of when you look at the bench. I think I personally wouldn't change anything in the starting eleven. Um, I think they're going well. I think, like you say, the um, the connections there with them all now. There is a lack of quality at times in, in, in the middle of the pitch. We, we, we give the ball away so much when it's real simple passes, but they're working hard. So I have no issue with that, and they're trying to do the right things as well. So, but I just think the the, the quality out wide. Um, if Chrome is he's not having a great season, he's not having a great season. He's doing okay, but I just think something out wide, something in the ten, something up front. I think those those, those three three positions for me are, are quite key. And, and you know, you know, Andy's right. You know, there's, there's always someone who can drop to the bench. But you know, Dwayne's been fantastic in the pocket. Um, you know, he's, he's he's done really well at times when he's dropped in there. And 
I just think sometimes you can you can bring sight, you can bring people in just for the sake of it, and we need to make sure that it's going to be something that will fit for us. Because um, let's be honest, you know, playoffs. We're bloody hell, we'll be we'll be more than buzzing if we get it playoffs. Um, and, and it's not what we expect. So let's just think about you know, let's forward think a little bit. And, you know what will happen next year? Who who's going to benefit? I like Russell. I think he's come on. I think he looks decent. You know, I really do. I think he looks like he's got a good temperament. Um, he'll have had a great upbringing from Chelsea, so he'll understand the game very well. He'll be able to adapt to, to the situation. And um, yeah, I think it's positive. I just think we we do need a little bit of quality. You know, the young lads have done ever so well. Scott High, you know, lads who come on. Uh, but it, I, I just think I just think if we if we can nab a little bit of quality. But Tom Tom's hundred percent right. You know, where do you get it from? You know, uh, Matt, you mentioned about COVID. You know, it's. Um, our squads are going to keep the players. There's loads of talent out there. There's loads of talent, but you want someone hungry. You know, Smith Rowe. You want you want Smith Rowe hungry. You know, mm. want to prove herself. Look at these guys now have come on loan, and you know, within one season, they're, they're flying in the first team when they go back. We want we want those players. And and when you mentioned there about Bromby, that's the key element. That that is the key element. Danny Schofield mentioned at the start of the season about. The, the the team spirit and the quality of people that they've got, actual people, not players, the quality of people that they've got. You need to find someone, and this is where it is difficult, to fit straight into that, who's who's got an agenda themselves. They want to prove they want to prove a point. And you know, good luck to them. I hope they do find somebody. But if not, I don't think it's a major issue as long as people come back to fitness and as long as people stay fit, that's the biggest issue. Okay. So let's, uh, yeah. So I think one, one good point as well, Tom mentioned COVID as well. And, uh, I think we covered it a couple of weeks ago, the amount of call-offs that have been happening through December and January. The, the issue there is I think that a lot of teams are going to look to hold on to those under 21 players because they don't count towards the 25 man Premier League squad. And that's the, the difficulty, isn't it? Um, knowing how that, that shakes out. So, cause Man City have got, you know, you've got your, uh, Rory Delap's kid up there who's a great striker, Cole Palmer's, etc. But they're not going to let these players go because they've got so many games coming up. So it's going to be really tricky to to find somebody. Um, I think the best, probably the best bet is to go and raid somewhere who you know you've, we've seen people struggling financially. But again, how much how much whack does Huddersfield Town have? So you know it's going to be it's going to be an interesting week uh, for sure. And one player which has been rumored to leave the club is Josh Caroma. Now I have this conch here. Which will be smashed into bits onto the floor if Josh Caroma leads Huddersfield Town. Um, he's not set the world alight this year as much as he did last year. I I still think there's a really good player in Josh Caroma there if he can just uh, reignite something. Uh, I'd be disappointed to see him go, guys. In all honesty, I'd be really disappointed if Josh Caroma left. Um, Ryan Longman has been linked, who's doing well at Hull. So whether they're you know Ryan Giles, maybe they're thinking hmm, we could shift him on for two million and bring someone in uh, that is more Carlos like. But Phil, you've, you've unmuted yourself. I like Josh Caroma. I think you do as well. The thing is, though, if he doesn't want to be there, get rid. I, I have no time for, for people sitting around the club not wanting to be there. And, and I've got loads of time for him. I think he's a, he's a talent. He's coming back into a little bit of form. But if these people don't want to be at a club, times have changed nowadays, aren't they? You know, it's, it's play of power. So for me, ship them on and bring someone else in of quality. And we've, we've found quality in Sober Thomas. I'm sure we'll find it again if, if, if we've got things right behind the scenes. So it, I know you like him. Sometimes you've just got to let go. Do you know what I mean? Hey, I'm can't, clinging. I'm clinging to this stuff. Can't always, can't always keep them. There'll be a new one somewhere else. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Good times. I'll have to make a video to go out, you know, <laughs> like farewell videos <laughs> or something. Right. 40 years old and doing that. Hey. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so let's have a look online. So um, Jerry Hinnon says, fair enough. I don't think players with Patterson's level of production this season are available on town's budget very often and he'd be worth the gamble. I think Jamie Patterson would be fantastic on loan. You do kind of think, you know, he's 30. He's probably looking, thinking, do you know what? This is probably the last decent chance of a co- decent contract I'm going to get. Um, I think on loan to the end of the season would be great. The likelihood of, that happening would probably be slim with Swansea wanting to sell and Jamie Patterson will be thinking, do you know what? I want three years here for my, for my last move. It's going to be, it's going to, I think it's going to play out that somebody's going to have to pay him a decent amount until he's 33 years old. And it's just, it just depends who's going to want to do that. I would imagine. Um, 
Move on to James Johnson. Uh, Terrier 7 and 2 says he agrees we need a central midfielder with a calm look up and pass. Uh, James Johnson says if we brought Blackman until the end of the season and find Ryan Schofield, the league one club to loan to, all loaned out players all seem to be playing well. Um, Bez says I'd like a midfield creator just because we are short there, but I can't see them getting anyone. And I don't think Carlos wants anyone either, judging by his comments. Carlos is um, is a dream, isn't he, for a, for a chairman because he likes to look, work with and analyse what he's got. I think from the, you get the impression that transfers are a complete hindrance to a Carlos Corbran. You know what I mean? He he wants to you know work with the people that he's got in his squad and moving people in and out kind of interferes with his with his you know strong coaching ethos. So I, I feel that with Carlos as well. Um, Bez also says, uh, I like Vajaco, but let's be honest, the guy is rarely available, gets injured and, and takes a lifetime to get fit again. I think Vajaco's out till March, I think, uh, which is uh, quite a while and it will take him a little while to get fit. So, uh, you know, we probably won't see him a lot until the end of the season. Uh, Pete Swallow says, would uh, would like to see a couple of young players from Premier League clubs come in, young players from the Premier on different level to our young kids. Uh, yeah, we'll cover that though, Pete. It's, it might be difficult with COVID and, you know, the amount of games that's, that are coming up, but hopefully we'll be able to find someone. Uh, James Johnson says, forgotten man Danny Grant could play on the wing. Casey Palmer return. Um, the Casey Palmer trail went pretty cold, really, didn't it? I, I, I don't really see how Casey Palmer really fits into that 3-4-3 system, really. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not, I, I don't know. I think there's a few red flags with Casey Palmer, his fitness and, you know, high wages. I'm not sure that's someone I want to... I liked him. I, I liked him first time round, and I think I'll kind of want to keep him there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Just keep that memory of the good first time. Um Danny Grant's an interesting one, Phil. Uh, I think he's had a few issues, hasn't he, with his hamstrings, um, fitness-wise. I think he's training twice a week uh, at the minute because of of injuries. Have you come across anyone like that, three playing days, who, who, who kind of struggles to? Uh, I remember there was a guy that, uh, that you know, we, we've brought a couple of non-league guys in before during Jacko's time and stuff. Um, Anybody you can think of who can only train a couple, you know, Paul McGrath, you know, think of Paul McGrath. Um, but Danny Grant, Danny Grant seems to have a lot of ability. Um, would you throw him in or do you think he needs to get fully up to speed? He's, he's, he's one that, that I've been most excited about because I think the, the level that we're playing at in Ireland, I think, you know, it was proving, it was, it, well, it was proving to be, you know, a good player over there. And, and for me, in a position like that, to come over with a bit of confidence, you know, anything can happen, but he's been so unlucky, hasn't it? And, you know, going back to people not being able to train, Andy Boo who never trained. Mm. <laughs> or bought a pint, as you always used to say. Absolute shambles, hobbling all over the place, just like <laughs> just doing whatever he wanted. Um, <laughs> but he earned that, didn't he? But um, no, yeah, he's, you're right. I mean, um, what the guy called at Tottenham that played all that time, um, centre half, Ledley King. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, sometimes you just got to manage people, but I think in a certain position, you know, a winger, you've got to be training. I think centre half is totally different, different ballgame if you're experienced. And but you've you've got to be training, so it's a, it's a difficult one, really, isn't it? And he is the forgotten man, you know. <laughs> we, we, you know, they made the sign, and, and you know, it's it's a player that a few people are excited about, and we just haven't seen him, have we? And some, you know, most of the time they come, they play, they get injured, and then you don't see him. But this lad, not even we haven't even seen him. Um, but he's been performing in the uh, B team, 23, does he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good. So I played for the B team um, about a month ago. Really impressed. The thing for me is that if we're keeping him at the club, they must really see something in him because the yeah. last record of being fit has been has been. You really feel for him that when he first came over, set off really well, and then his hamstring went. You know, they must really see a player there. Man, yeah. I saw a little bit of that on. I mean, they only played. I think they won something like eight nil, eight one or something against Watford, the game that I went to. Um, and he, he looked a really, really good inventive player. Um, just fingers crossed he can get fit and, and start challenging. It'd be a great yeah. signing, like I said. Mad, isn't it? Because it, it'll have been training full time over over there, but obviously, to what to what kind of standard you don't know, do you? It's, um, yeah. Training methods are totally different, and I think obviously Carlos's um, training methods are quite intense and uh, repetitive. And, and I think you obviously you'd ask a lot of you for every training session. Just going back to what you were saying about uh, Carlos and his players, they do invest a hell of a lot of time in every single player. Getting them up to speed, trying to get them, you know, in in the mindset of how the whole club wants to play. It's not just one team; it's the whole club. So, um, fair play to him. Like I say, going back to transfers, fair play to him if he's if he's not too interested in bringing people in. But you can't overlook the facts. You know that the, the lad who, who mentioned on the message there. There's some real quality in the Premier League. Um, but Harvey Blair, uh, is it Harvey Blair at Liverpool? 
uh, local lad. Played a couple of uh, Carling Cup, ga- uh, oh, yeah. Cup games. Oh, yeah. I remember, yeah. Um, you know, local kid, you know. It's, it's, I'm thinking, I was just thinking about that. Obviously, we're, it's it's the time now where we're, we're the Carabao Cup out of the way and, and obviously a few teams drop out of FA Cup. There's, there's games to be had for, for some of the youngsters in the second half of the season. So, um, I won't be surprised if quite a few went out. Pat Jones as well scored a hat trick for the uh, the B team as well the yeah. the other day. Uh, he's a really high, highly rated young man as well, and he's uh, you know really good you know sharp winger. So you never know you might see. Yeah, that, I like the look Pat of him. Jones. Yeah, good little yeah. player. So you never best know. Etienne yeah. Kamara is the best of all of them. Is he going to be sponsored by AKLD next year as well? Putting you. Yeah, well, actually, <laughs> that's what I'm going to talk to the commercial. Well, good, Can I have two? Two for the price of one. <laughs> Absolutely belting player that lad. Yeah, I tell you what, he looks physically. He looks. He looks built physically for it as well. He looks like um, you know. It's sometimes you know, like with, with Scott High, sometimes you might think. And I don't know if it's the way that he plays because like John Worthington, he had the smallest arms in bloody football, but you, you couldn't <laughs> knock him off the ball because um, he had tree trunk legs. Um, so I think you've got to be, you know, for a young kid, if you've got that little bit of an edge as well, where you've got that physical presence. Mm. Um, and and he, he looks like he does, doesn't he? I mean, I, I don't know how he's playing up Arrogate at the moment. There's, there's been a few reports where he's been doing well, but you know, he's he's one. He's, I mean, we've said that for two years now, and he looks quite exciting and a, and a different kind of player to what we've got. So, so um, yeah, I think I'm sure, I'm sure there's a few that can step in really. Mm. Raheem, well, not, not, it's it's really exciting, isn't it? So some of the reports from these loans, like Key and Arrow, over yeah. Yeah. those those two goals he scored for Port Vale Lovely. so far. Brilliant goals. Quality. Yeah. Played tw- he only played yeah. 20 minutes on Saturday, did Key and Harry. I've got a few little notes here. R- uh, R- Romani Critchlow made his debut for Plymouth and got man of the match, which was great to see. Man of the match. Um, yeah. Romani Emmons-Green was on the bench unused. Uh, Rahima Diara, but you know, Romani Emmons-Green, I've seen Rotherham fancy is the best centre-half in League One. So, you know, that, that's going really well. Uh, Brahima Diara is uh, doing really well at Harrogate, playing 90 minutes the other day. Uh, you know, the Harrogate fans really like him. Uh, Josh Osterfield's there. He's played uh, 11 minutes, I think, the other day. So, you know, 11 minutes is 11 minutes. You know, they're, they're, they're getting game time. They've been around, you know, a professional club. You know, it's it's really working well at the minute. Um, I'm, I've always been quite critical of the type of academy setup we've got, but I've always been very pro getting, you know, players out on loan and finding really meaningful loans. And, you know, town are really smashing that at the minute with uh, sending players out at the right time. And, you know, the uh, the guys, David Fox, the, the loan manager, it's a completely new role, this, isn't it, in football, a loan manager. Sounds like a, someone at the bank, doesn't it? But, you know, he's finding some really good loans for people and, you know, they're, they're doing really well. So they've been managed brilliantly by uh, by him. So, you know, long may that continue. Um, let's just finish off with some of these comments. Uh, right, where were we? Where were we? I think we had... Uh, just finished off with uh, James. Uh, Terrier 7 and 2 says, Dan Barlazer would be a good signing in his opinion. Dan Barlazer is one who I think he was at Rotherham uh, in the championship last year and he was a little bit in and out, um, but he's really sort of found his feet this year at Rotherham and he's, he's, he's um, got a really good passing range and he could potentially be, you know, someone you would look at to, to be that midfielder, you know, uh, who's got an agenda, a point to prove, you know, like Ollie Rathbone as well. Uh, another player who's sort of really tenacious, decent on the ball. Uh, you know, these guys want to step up, don't they, and, and move to another level. So that's probably a good shout from from Mike, is that. Uh, he also mentions he doesn't think Karoma fits into the system now. Uh, times he's got into positions where a simple layoff is needed. Uh, Keith Robinson says, I would be miffed if Josh goes, but if he does, if he doesn't want to be here, let him go. That's that's what you said, Phil, isn't it? Um, we don't really know, do we, if Josh Karoma wants to be here or not. I think sometimes people can read a bit too much maybe into body language on the field potentially um but you know can i just say Matt, on, on saturday i think i think he was trying too hard to score a goal easy mm. like that that lad, that person just said then about him he could have laid it off a number of times on saturday and he just he just had a shot instead and i don't know whether it's his confidence has dipped because he's not performing as well as last year and he wants to get back on that track. It just seemed like he was just trying a bit too hard. Still there in it. Hopefully he isn't want to go because I, I I think he's got some of this. So somebody's washing machine's finished. I think in the background there, whoever that was. Yeah, uh, that's mine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same washing machine I've got. <laughs> I recognise that noise. Uh, yeah. So uh, another couple of good ones. Uh, Keith Robinson says, "Good show tonight, lads. Keep it up. Thanks, Keith." Uh, uh, yeah, so James Johnson says, Diara doing well at Harrogate, Osterfield making progress too, Critchlow, Edmonds Green, solid, Har- Harat performing well, sorry, Kean. 
Uh, Phillips being played out of position, so hard to judge. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of washing finishing in Tom's house right now. But, uh, washing's not going to be ignored, is it? No, it's like going, you will empty me. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, it's the loans, it's, it's really exciting um, that we're seeing. You know, I think, you know, maybe the recruitment at times uh, in the the academy, you know, we've questioned, you know, the sort of some of the intakes and what have you, but, you know, they're, they're, all, make, they're all pulling trees up at the minute and doing really well and long way that continues. So well done to everybody who's working hard down at the academy and, 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 and helping these lads uh, improve and get on their way. Um, yeah, yeah. Bez says maybe second a case of second season syndrome for uh, Josh Karoma. He'll be back firing next season. Uh, Phil's disappeared. I don't know where he's gone to. Uh, maybe his battery's gone. Who knows? But we're about to finish soon anyway. <laughs> but you know, maybe he speaks for us all. Uh, I think the um, that that was it really in terms of the window. So I think we're we're all sort of agreed that you know it's not the end of the world if nobody comes in. You know, we would ideally you would think you know you would like two or three players. Um, you know, to sort of give us that push towards the top six. The top six is going to be tough. You know, there's there's a lot of teams with games in hand who aren't too far behind. Um, but saying that, you know, it's not the end of the world because of the the way the tighten it. You know, the squads tighten it. Um, if we don't, so that, it's really interesting. So, um, anything to add for for you guys before we head off and uh, in and sail off into the night? No, Tom. Sorry, Tom, for for referring to you as Stephen Stephen Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> on on Twitter, uh, Tom posted a picture of himself at the game, and he had the big he had the same smile as Stephen Chicken. I was just scrolling through, and I was like, "Is that Steve?" And I, no, no, it's Tom. <laughs> so he's uh, a bit of a chicker like is uh, is Tom, you know, in uh, with his hat on. But uh, go on, Andy, you've got a few points. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 just a couple, a couple of the, there are five teams that can catch us up: um, Middlesbrough, Stoke, Coventry, Blades, and and Luton. And I, I just not all of them are going to do it. So I just think if if we if let's just give it a go, please. Just just try something. That you never know. You never know what's the worst that could happen. Yeah. We, we ain't going to go down. Um, so I'd love the club just to give it a little bit of a go. I've just seen something. I know where Phil's gone. I've just seen a tweet come through here that um, you know the Comoros Islands that are playing in Afcon. Um, they've got three goalkeepers out, so they're going to have to play Cameroon with an outfield player in goal. So that's where Phil's gone. He's on his way to the Comoros Islands. <laughs> He's off to check his birth certificate. Goalkeeper. Yeah, I have to check his. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he oh, wasn't right. born in Cricket and he was born in the Comoros Islands, that's where <laughs> he's on his way to. Ah, dear. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, right. Okay. So uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think we're all we're all on the singing on the same hymn sheet here tonight. So uh, oh, Phil's back. So there we go. Phil is back in the room. So, just about to go there. Phil finished and uh, uh, we. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's put he's frozen again. Off he goes. But um, but yeah. So thanks to everybody who's uh, who's joined us online. Um, there's not there's not really any more any more comments. Phil's frozen again. But oh no, he's back. Oh uh, yeah, is uh, Phil? We're just about to about to wrap it all up. We're just wondering if you've got anything that uh, you want to finish with. No, it's just uh, nice to see you all again. Um, it's going really well, isn't it? We're all happy. Everyone's happy. I, I know. It's, it's, nice yeah. to, it's nice to come on one uh, after the win because normally yeah. when I'm on, we've lost. And it's been a horrendous performance, and everyone's miserable. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's no, it's all positive. Looking forward to looking forward to Friday. Looking forward to seeing what happens towards the end of the season. To be honest, I think it's um, exciting, exciting times. Yeah, absolutely. Get the fans down. Yeah. Ten pound a game every game. Five, two pound a game. Get everyone back in. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Do you know what would be quite interesting as well? It'd be good if we could. Uh, I think there's an issue, a safety issue, isn't there, with the. Uh, FM lower. Um, it'd be good if that could be resolved and we could get some people behind that goal as well. Because I think it makes a difference when you've got fans behind both goals. No matter how many people are there, I think it does make a difference to the players. So hopefully, you know, that could be resolved. If not, it is what it is. But, you know, I think everybody... I think, you know, um, I think, I think that I think Cowshed should be at that side, to be honest. <laughs> we, we did it, Phil. <laughs> but it didn't really work. Uh, I'll pass that. I'll pass those on to Pozza. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll let Pozza Pozza just that. don't want to get wet does it that's what it is no, no one wants to get wet but but yeah so I think that's it for this week so uh, I think I think the message from us to the club is carry on you're doing a great job so <laughs> well done everyone so thanks to everybody who's joined us online um, thanks to uh, Mike Terry72 says great show and James uh, as well so thanks to uh, thanks to you guys thanks for joining us on a Sunday night uh, and this uh, will be out in the usual places within an hour or so uh, 
guys, sorry about the tech issues at the start. No idea what it was, but we're all sorted now. So good lads, off we go. Uh, let's roll those end credits. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.